does. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello and welcome to Burkett Wonderland, the podcast where we've got 12 people in the WhatsApp group and none of them bother turning up today. We will do a roll of shame later on in the day, later on in the show. But with me tonight is uh, LL Cool James, the man officially with the nicest hair in Arsenal. How are you doing, Treacle? Oh, thank you very much. I'll take that. I'm very well. It's, it's a pleasure to be asked on, Danny. You, you sent me a lovely message <laughs> earlier in the day. I was like, I am free at eight o'clock ish. Eight yeah. o'clock ish. We'll, we'll add, you know, we'll add asterisks to it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, here I am. Good. Yeah, it's nice to have you on. It's uh, there's only uh, maybe about ten or fifteen people that I, I can just go. I'm just just me and them do a show and it'll be fine. Uh, Josh was meant to be on, but then he's had to be called away for something. And uh, there was meant to be others on. But, you know, the wonderful host that is Chris, you know, the one, I'll host every show this week, don't you worry back after. Didn't even reply. Monday, day we do the podcast, oh, I'm going to go and see the crazy Welshman, don't worry about me. And we thought for two days that the crazy Welshman might have killed him because there was, there was no messages or anything. But no, he seems to be all right, which is, uh, which is nice for him. But no, didn't even reply to see if he wanted to come on the show or anything. Uh, Carl is uh, busy ruining people's um, journeys to work, even at this time. Femi's, I think Femi said he's gone swimming. Jeff is doing tennis lessons for his, his, his child, which is uh, an absolute waste of time and money. People, if you've got kids, don't waste your money sending them to special classes or boys' brigade or girl guides or horse riding or any of that shit, because they ain't going to do it when they get older. It's going to cost you thousands of pounds, and then when they get to 14, then they go, I'm not doing that, I'm only going to sit in my bedroom for a month. That's what they do, and I know, I've been there. I've got the badges from Girl Guides. Never, I never even sewed them on, James. Absolute liability. So that, that's where, where, where's the rest? Oh, Richard is teaching, um, he's, he's, um, I think he's doing his girls' football team because he's a manager. And where, who else is there? Um, you know, I don't know. Oh, the Goonersphere boys, we had Jock on last week, so can't grumble about any of them not turning up. Let's say hello to some of the people in the chat. We've got BX Gunner. Good evening, everyone. Hello, BX. Avon Teddington is there. Evening. Evening. Uh, Brady's been on. Evening all. You could pass for father and son. Well, James is um, 21 years younger than older than me. Tw- oh, younger. <laughs> He was born in 1991, as you I look, can see I looked, by his I look, views. 20, I look 21 years older than you, yeah. But, uh, no. It could be a time lapse, actually. We've both got a bit of a beak on us and a beard. Just don't go bald for fuck's sake. Oh, you've got a little grey bit, haven't you? I, it's massive. Look, look at that. Look. I, get asked, I get asked if I die that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just go, yeah, one streak, please. One little bit. Yeah. Oh, John has a little bit that is uh, that just goes grey. And Cy is there. Hashtag Cy out, if anybody is watching there. <laughs> yeah, so 21 years older than, younger than me. That's twice in a row I've said that now. That is, uh, you are born in 1991. Were you born, what month were you born in? September. The beginning of the 91-92 season. So you missed the end of the George Graham glory days, 1991. Wow, that was a time. I was 21 then. No, I was, I was 20. I hadn't quite reached 21 then. They're a great time to be gooners. Uh, Boy 10 is there from lovely uh, South Africa. Is it summer there? Are they in, are they in, are they in the Northern Hemisphere? I don't know. They're in the Southern Hemisphere, aren't they? Of course they are. Yes. 
So um, what's on the chopping block today, lads? I actually have a little list of stuff. We have Villa. Is Emery capable of fighting us for top three? Shut up, Tom Tom. No, shut your face. You know nothing about football. Why do we fall apart so easily? That's uh, that's just my personal gripe. We've got PSV. Were we lucky? Top of the group. Thoughts on Kai? Kids not getting chances. And we don't just mean... Um, what? You're a cat. Shush. Ramsdale, Raya, ESR back, but will he get games? Arteta's ban, and what will we? What do you want to see in January? That is the list of stuff that we are probably going to talk about if I don't start talking about my cat's food and what's on the telly. Actually, I haven't got a window open to keep me updated with the scores. Have any of them kicked off? 8-14. Atletico winning 1-0. Um, Barcelona are losing 1-0. And that's all I care about. So there you go. Right, tell because I will forget at the end. You're from the purely Arsenal podcast, don't you? You've revamped it and brought it back for the 21st century. How's that going? So, so no, purely Arsenal has always been around, and they just kindly asked me to contribute to it. I, ah. I yeah, they do all the hard work. I, I just swoop in and get praised. Um, <laughs> and, and your other uh, one's called James Johnson Football. Yeah, it's literally my name and football. Yeah, it took me ages to think. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's revamped and uh, is there but I haven't posted for a very very long time but I will what? I will come back I promise uh, just just com- combination Stuff. of the kidney stones yeah. and then yeah and just tiredness and general life plus as we can see you're in prison so that can't be yes. easy yes <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I, I need to. I've got stuff to put on these walls. I just haven't done it. Yeah, as long as yeah. it's not a dirty protest, you have my no, approval. No, no, no. I promise. <laughs> right, let's have a little talk about um, the the Villa game. It's, it was a it was a few days ago now, but um, yeah, going to Villa, losing one. They were in a game that if you'd have looked at the highlights of that game, you'd have thought, well, Arsenal would have won that three or four one or three or four two. Um, where did it all go wrong? Uh, That's good luck just, with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just for me finishing. Um, I think, you know, we, we had plenty of chances. Uh, I, I couldn't understand. I mean, uh, Danny, we could sit here and do a podcast for nearly four or five hours about the uh, state of the media in this country, especially when it comes to this football club. Um, mm. But there was a narrative that was bandished about that Villa absolutely pumped us, that we were battered by Aston Villa. And yeah. I just went, you've just got to look at, I'm not a big stats nerd, but you just look at the XG and go that that's not indication of an Arsenal team that took a battering. That is your team taking a battering and getting incredibly lucky due to poor finishing from certain individual players that play for, play for Arsenal great, on the day. And great saving as well. I mean, yes. we had 12 shots, they had 10. We had five on target, they had three. We had uh, three blocked, they had five blocked. Uh, or was it the other way around? I'm never sure which one, whether that's pro or con for that. Either way, uh, shots off target. Uh, Erdegaard, most of those were 4-2 yeah. to us. Possession, 61-39% to us. Past succession, 84-72 to us. Average team rating they beat is a little bit, 6.87 to 6.5, even on tackles, uh, even on dispossessed and even on corners. Yeah. Yeah, it was annoying. It was a tough one to watch. I mean, um, obviously they've had the audio that's come out now as well. And I, I, Danny, I'm not one that likes to berate and scream at refs as I find it, you know, sometimes to be an excuse for your own inadequacies in a game. But I couldn't help but feel robbed watching that at the weekend I, I thought it was a obvious penalty especially if you're going on the barometer that was the penalty that was given a few hours before to Palace against Liverpool mm. uh, if anything I think it was actually worse than that one um, so I didn't understand why that wasn't given and then just the whole joke on the goal 
especially from the audio. It's the audio is all about Kai Havertz and nothing about Cash before he. Because I'm like, well, if you're saying that Havertz has handballed it and what have you in that next instance, you're completely glossing over the fact that Cash has handballed it before it's even got to Kai Havertz's hand. So why aren't you looking at that? Because, you know, this all this stupid excuse about, oh, we can only pull the game back so much. Well, in that Palace versus Liverpool game, you played for a good five to six minutes before you went back and went, oh, no, that's a penalty now. So I'm like, if you, if you can wait in that game and discuss it at length then, why are you... And I mean, the, for me, the ref, you know, they're like, oh, back the on-field decision. He guessed. He can't see from where he is. So he's guessed. And I'm hmm. like, you're there to make sure it's not a guess <laughs> and that it's completely correct. And you're just like, no, we'll back the guess. <laughs> it's easier just to go, yeah, we'll back the guess than actually do the job that we're supposed to be put in place to do. And it, it just bores me. I mean, I can't stand Webb and my, you know, ex-copper, so I've got no time for him. And I don't like Michael Owen either, so... I've got no time for that show, but I wanted to watch that clip just to because I wanted to understand what their thought process was, and it's even worse than what I thought it would be. Looking at the actual goal itself, I'm watching it now because I download all the games after, and then the ball comes down our oh, left-hand side. Zinchenko makes an attempt, and then he loses it. The bloke passes it off to one of their 42 in, in uh, 44 in midfield, and then he passes it to someone else going attacking, and then Zinchenko goes for that bloke, and then the ball get the ball. The bloke has the ball, and Zinchenko's um, attempt to get the ball off him failed, and then the ball is going down our right wing, going down. Our, I'm going to use it from our side, from going down towards our left-hand corner. So Zinchenko has twice missed a, um, a, a tackle, and then so then you can see the bloke running down the, the our left hand side, and it looks like Gabriel's going with him. Zinchenko is in miles of space; he has got, got no idea where he's going. He hasn't gone over to try and help Gabriel, and he isn't making a fast run into the middle of the box. And then finally, he makes a run into the box, and then the bloke goes the other way, and he he just goes, oh oh well, um, I don't know what to do now. And then he just slowly walks back towards the centre area. And then the bloke, McGinn's got the ball right near the penalty area and he's about to take his shot and Zinchenko's just going, oh, um, where have I put my keys? Oh, um, absolute liability, that bloke. And yet again, he's let us down with his shocking defending, his shocking placement, his shocking marking. Absolutely, everything about that bloke winds me up apart from sometimes he scores a ninja goal. Um, am I alone with that, or am I a little being a little bit too harsh on him? Because I would never play Zinchenko at that left back position because he's rubbish. For, for me, um, it comes down to the type of game that you've got and the opponent that you have. Um, I think in games where you know you're going to dominate the ball and dominate possession, where he can get in the middle and do what he does, he's very very useful. And I think there were glimpses for me personally, Danny. I, I know it's I'm quite rare in this where I thought defensively. He somewhat stepped it up a bit because he had Tommy Asu right up his ass, and he was like, "I'm not going to get the games here," because Tommy Asu just, you know, one thing we know about Tommy That's Asu mm. in the air, he's fantastic, and one v one, he's arguably the best one v one defender that we got at the club next to Saliba, and Timber coming in as well, I think woke him up a bit because he knew I've got to step it up if I'm going to get the games. And it was literally the first game after Tommy Asu's injury. And I sat there. My, my dad's the same as you. He can't abide the bloke. I mean, he's Scottish, so he's got the tierney bias anyway. But <laughs> he, he can't stand Zinchenko. My dad hates Zinchenko, Danny, all the time. He's like, I can't. I hate this bloke. We wouldn't have him if he was any, you know, City wouldn't let go of him if he was any good. That's why. That's. And I went, well, you could apply that to Jesus. And he went, no, Jesus is with us because he's not clinical. He's good, but he's not clinical. I'm like, oh, the way he narratives 
for his uh, arguments is hilarious. But there we go. But yeah, I, I, I've started to see with Zinchenko now, especially when you need to rely on him because you don't have Tomiyasu. I'm like, that's the first game and you've made a clangor like that. And I'm like, if that's an indication of what we've got going forward, I really worry because I'm like, he's going to do that again and again and again. Teams will target that. I mean, yeah. he gets compared a lot to Trent. And I'm like, yeah, but Trent's output, the other side of the pitch, is higher than Sinchenko's as well. So I'm yeah. like, they, they, Liverpool can go. We'll take him being defensively, you know, not as good because he'll get us two assists in a game, or he might score a free kick, or he might. And he's sc- quick as quick as lightning yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, and Sinchenko isn't that. I mean, neither of them are proper left backs, but at least no. if something like Bellerin, he may not have been the greatest. Oh, moving my feet, and the greatest right back in the world. But when Bellerin in his early days messed up, Bellerin would be like a whip it down that right hand side to try and get back, get back there, sort something out, and and recover from it. And then when Bellerin lost his pace, he lost his ability to be a decent de- um, to play in that position because he wasn't a great defender. I mean, we all love Bellerin, and we've all got a little soft spot for Real Betis at the moment. But his uh, his career as yet another player like my clone, where their career as soon as they lost their pace, I mean, he left us and then he went to Betis on loan and then he left Betis and he went to sign for Barcelona and then uh, no no he didn't he went to Sporting Lisbon didn't he um, I think he uh, went Barca first then Lisbon didn't he or it yeah, might have been, no, no you're right I think you think it was the other way around um, no I think it was I think it was um, I think it was Barca short term then Lisbon no, there was two. He went to Betis twice, didn't he? And too many green teams. Anyway, we know what we're on about. <laughs> it was great when he could recover the pace that he um, but went um, get back and do stuff. But then once he lost that, it was all over, which is a little bit annoying. Um, yes. Yeah, so still looking at Villa game. Uh, what do you think of Raya? Is he uh, is he flapping a little bit too much? Ha- someone made a really good point. I don't know who it was. It might have been the the, the um, either the Tuesday Club or the AC Jimbo Pod. Rateta has created a situation with those two that didn't need to be created, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah. And um, I don't... I feel bad for both of them um, because David Rea, for me, hasn't done anything wrong. But the amount of love that he gets compared to Ramsdale, um, I think, you know, is is quite hard for him to accept. Um, I, I, I was watching the game yesterday. I don't want to jump the gun, but... That you know they were chanting you know Aaron Ramsdale's name and England's number one, and then they were chanting Arsenal, Arsenal's number one, and that made me think that's very loud to me. I'm watching on a telev- television and that's loud. <laughs> how how does Raya feel sitting on a bench knowing that basically all these fans, regardless of you not doing okay, he's had yeah he's had clangers, but you know it's not his fault that Arteta's picked him over Ramsdale. Yet it feels like he's being blamed for it. And uh, it's it's really difficult. I mean, the indication that you're saying is that, yeah, like very, very early in the game, he went to make quite a high claim. And I think it just rolled off Saliba's shoulder, I believe it was. And Saliba sort of turned around to look at him and was like, if you're going to grab the ball, grab the effing ball. Like, don't come and do this. You know, we're used to the days of Jens Lehmann where if you stood in the way, I'm knocking you out. As I'll you're get in the ball. you're yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember once, it was. I think it was Torre, and he went straight through the back of Torre. And yeah. Sol Campbell was laughing, and he went, when you hear him, move. Yeah, get out of the bloody way. Yeah, he, you know, you're going to get hit as well. Yeah, you know, he says the mine in his accent, so he beams it out loud enough. And I, I was East Stand Upper at Highbury, and I used to hear him. So, yeah, I was East Stand yeah. Lower. Yeah, get out of his way. <laughs> I think I might even have a little picture of. Um, do I? 
No, I don't. Never mind. Um, Bellerin, yeah, we loaned him to Betis at the end of 21, 22, 23 games. So, and he went to Barcelona on a free, then he went to Sporting on a three, and then he signed for Betis again. Nice. So, I mean, he's, how old would you think he is? Uh, he's younger. Oh, you're going to get this right, aren't you? Is, is, he thir- is he 30? 28. Oh, God, no. 28, uh, and he's done as a footballer. <laughs> yeah, but is he proper 28 or is he 29? <laughs> <laughs> or March. I mean, I say he's done. He's done for any top level side. I mean, the last time he had a, a full season for Arsenal would have been 2021. So what was that? Three, two years ago. So he was virtually done at top as a top league side by the age of 26 yeah. due to injuries. And much like many of our other players, not getting protected by the referee, constantly being, oh, he's quicker than me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hack him down. Ruined a player's career. Absolutely shocking. Um, yeah, but it amazes me when people put Bellerin in their, be- their their best Premier League Arsenal or best modern era, but Arsenal Premier League or last decade or last twenty years or whatever it is. It is no, no, unfortunately not. Um, here's, here's one for you: Is Emery capable of, with his Aston Villa side of fighting us for a top three? Because they don't really have that much squad depth, do they? I don't think. I don't want to be dismissive of no, uh, definitely any, not of, of anybody. Mm. Um, and you know, a lot of people. Again, they, they they have this whole opinion that a lot of Arsenal fans hate Unai Emery. Um, no. For me, for me, I when he joined, I was more or less ecstatic because obviously the Wenger stuff had finished. Mm. So I was happy to give anybody a chance. And then it became very apparent, uh, even though we finished fifth and got in the Europa League final. After that final, which is arguably the worst Arsenal performance I think I've seen in my lifetime, Danny, I would have him sacked. <laughs> I would have him sacked there and then. I was like, don't let him, don't let him back on the plane because uh, the way the players. I mean, Ozil had a pop at him. Torreira come off crying. I, I, it was it was an absolute shambles, wasn't it? That Chelsea game and, uh, I, yeah, I mean, um, I, I wanted him gone then, but he just wasn't the right person for us. Um, same as, you know, OK, you won everything at PSG, but come on, I think, you know, you can put me in charge of PSG and I'll still win them the league every season. Um, but it's just the big ego, you know, and also the background structure that he had at that time with us. All of them have now been sacked. None of them are there anymore. So, you know, yeah, he, he, he had a backroom staff that, you know, allegedly were on the take. Well, I'll say allegedly before I don't want us getting, you know, libelous claims against us, Danny. Um, mm. <laughs> And no. didn't sign any of the players that he wanted, but then again, yep. some of the players that he did want. I mean, it was Maguire, a patsy. Maguire, <laughs> you know, everything else was some of the ones that he wanted at the time. And yeah, yeah, he was. You know, we went from a twelve, twelve and a half million pound a season manager to a four and a half million pound a season manager. So yeah. that said everything to me. It was like, yeah, they've got you because you're cheap, and like you said, you'll say yes. Even if yeah. you can, you know, at the time, I don't think he could even say yes. His English was <laughs> his English was so bad. I don't think he could have even said that. But yeah, he was the Spanish David Moyes. He was the Spanish who yes. ever took over from Bob Paisley. Exactly. Was it was who did take over from Bob Paisley or Kenny Dalglish? Wasn't it Graham Souness? Yeah, or, or something like that. Um, look, surprising. We've played sixteen Premier League games this season. This is one of the reasons why Villa were doing so well. Douglas Luiz, 16 out of 16 started. McGinn, 16 out of 16. Consa, Lucas Dina, uh, Ollie Watkins, all played all 16 games. Uh, Musa Diaby has played 13 and 3 subs. Paul Torres, 15 starts and 1 sub. Uh, Matty Cash, 13 and 2 subs. Kamara, 15. Martinez, 15. So out of their um, starting 11, most of them have played every single league game this season. I mean, 
Just imagine how good, where where we would be if Arteta had his best 11 starting yeah. all, most of 16 games this season. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say that they're not a good side. They are a very good side. But mm. the way that they played with that high line against us, I think if you do that against teams that won't be as woeful as us finishing wise, they will not get the top three. I, I could st- I could see them still staying in the top four, possibly, but top three, not if they're going to defend like that, because other teams will carve them up. I mean, you look, if... if uh... Ollie Watkins has uh, this this since I think it's this calendar year. Ollie Watkins has got more goals and assists in the Premier League that combined than any other player. I mean, he's got eight yeah. in sixteen. I know, but oh, remember, he, he, remember, he's not good enough for Arsenal. Remember that, well, Danny. Lovely bloke, uh, yeah. Douglas Ruiz as a uh, defensive midfielder has got five in six. Or is he defensive? I think he is. Five in sixteen. McGinn has got four in sixteen, and then you have got Leon Bailey, who's only started five but had nine subs. Again, another one who's played all sixteen games. He's had five goals. You take any, you take a couple of those players out of that team for through injury or through uh, being sent off for some reasons for something they didn't do. Then uh, they have got a very thin squad because one of their best players is Tyrone Mings. He's played one game this season. And he's out for the season. Um, I mean, even Emi Buendia, is he even still at the club or have they loaned him out something? Yeah, no, he got injured in the pre-season, but it's a really wow. bad, yeah, it's a very, very bad one. He's, yeah, he's not yeah. played a single game. No. Anyway, that's enough talking about Aston Villa. Good luck to them. Um, we yep. have Sebastian Bacon on the show every now and then. He's yeah, one he's of the great. best young speakers. He he's really only, I've got socks that are older than that young man, but he's, <laughs> he's very, very good. Um, Matt Souza. Hello, Matt's just talking about um, Bellerin. Uh, where, when Bellerin made that run versus Bayern or scored a goal versus Liverpool, we thought we had a generational talent. Certainly, the Canterbury's asking about fullback cover in Jan. We're going to come to that later on in the show. Um, Canterbury Goon, thank you very much. Uh, BX says when Bellerin says Sanchez trains too hard, he was he was dead to me. <laughs> Uh, Matt also says for 90% of the season Emery did terrific nearly did the double over Spurs I mean he went on that run of what was it 16 games unbeaten in the Premier League and <laughs> Danny do you remember what the <laughs> I'm trying to remember who the player was that said about Sanchez and they went I feel sorry for his girlfriend and they went why and they went because of the way he trains they don't feel like he's got anything left for her when he gets <laughs> I'm trying to remember what player that was part of me thinks <laughs> no that that's idea. Yeah, I want to say it was probably a Wilshire or so because it's, it's the sort of humour that we'd we'd say. I'm, I'm thinking it could have been a Ramsey or a Wilshire or someone. Two, I remember uh, I remember that comment coming out. I thought it was hilarious at the time. Two other broken players that never reached yeah. their full potential. Yeah. Uh, Boy Ten says Emery helped us diagnose what was wrong with the club. Hold on, we've we've got a banner for that. Where is it? Come on, where is it? Uh, I always like to have this up there when we're talking about those fuckers. Where's it gone? If they've deleted it. No, here we go. Now, don't, don't. Oh, I've clicked bloody. There we go. Talk about the Bundesliga bastards. Emery helped us diagnose what was wrong with the club. Bundesliga bastards. I have no qualms with him. I do hate that Villa is now being treated as a derby. There's, there's, there's a lot of heat between us. It would be because of Martinez, because of Emery, because of... Uh, um, well, it's just really those two reasons. I mean, Callum Chambers has gone there and he's played 30 games in two and a bit seasons, which is a bit, which makes me sad. Big a Bob Holding went to Palace and has done nothing. Smith, yeah, with the Smith Rowe stuff as that well, was it? A couple of seasons back. That, that kicked off some little. But I thought that was more on their end. I mean, I think um, they were just being cheeky. Yeah. They were yeah, looking for a fight. I've never had any problem with Villa. 
Um, like Canterbury Goon here says Villa's away form might be an issue. Haven't they won 16 out of 16 home games in a row? Yes. Absolutely the, last, the last team to beat them at home was us in that 4-2. I think I shared this with someone. I was, um, here we go. Uh, save the image to here. I was telling my friend uh, Jennifer about that, and I thought that, I, I had to check it twice. I thought they, they can't be, they can't be that good at home. Well, it turns out they are that good at home. And here's a little thing, not including our one. I'll get rid of the, the writing that's on the screen. That's not a bad run, is it? For people yeah. at home on the bus, having a poo, walking the dog, picking up leaves. Beat Palace, Bournemouth, Forest, Newcastle, Fulham, Spurs, Brighton, Everton, Palace, Brighton, West Ham, Luton, Fulham, Man City, and now Arsenal to that list. That is. I mean, to get one? to get eight goals against Brighton is impressive in its own. You know, fifteen games unbeaten, madness. Uh, fifteen straight wins at home in the Premier League. Yeah, you got you got to take your hat off to that, in there. Well, if you had a hat. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's do. that's enough talking about Villa because I'm sick of them. I went there for I went there for the, um, the FA Cup semi final in. 2000 and I think maybe five Champions League season and we bloody lost because Wenger decided to play Ali Adier up front oh, I'm going to rest Henri well we're fucked then aren't you if you're going to do that I went to the one against Man United and I think it was a Van Nistelrooy header I was at that the, one as well yeah I think that was the Invincibles year yeah twice and, I think uh, I've been a Villa three times I've been there yeah, twice we lost oh, yeah I was scared because some uh, some guy when they scored that goal, ran to. I was quite. I was on right by where the goal was, and the Man United fans were on the other side. And as soon as they scored that goal, one of them ran towards where I was sat and made a massive knife gesture to my throat whilst pointing at me. I was only eleven, so obviously I cacked myself. My dad found it hilarious, but yeah, I absolutely, I bricked myself thinking that this guy was going to stab me after the game. Um, let's move on to the uh, this little number here. Uh, we went. To, we went to Pierre Schrey because uh, I, I do speak the Dutch. And then, uh, yeah, what do you think about the lineup? And what was your expectations before the game started? Uh, so I thought that he would go strong because um, he, there's been no real indication other than Nanwery against uh, what was it uh, Brentford last season because we wanted him to re-sign his contract, and then Patino in the League Cup the season before as well that he would play young players um so i was very gutted about that um i i thought as well that he might have brought him on as subs and he didn't even do that so i, I yeah i was a bit upset that none of the young lads got to have a go because I, I don't know how many other sort of dead rubber games you're going to get now uh, every no, premier league not. game every premier league game is important to me um especially considering where we are and what we want to do uh, the fa cup you've got liverpool then you know, okay. There's the Cup of Nations and the Asia Cup on, so they're not going to have Matip and Salah and Endo, but they're still going to put a strong team out against us. Um, so they're not, we're not going to put kids out in that unless we obviously beat. Well, you know, I, hopefully we beat Liverpool and maybe we get a lucky draw that might allow us to do something after that. And then um, the Champions League, the knockout stages. Who are you going to get in a dead rubber in that? You're not going to have a team that you're going to walk over. I think in the knockouts of the Champions League. So we're not, we're not I, getting Kuzilati. No, I just think to myself, when are you going to have the chance to play young players again? Because I looked at it, Danny, and I thought there's two positions on the pitch now that are up for grabs, and right that's still yes, yeah, and that's all left back for you know if you want to do that because Walters can play both. He can play yeah. right and left back, and, up and front. then. And it, well, no, you got Nan Wary there for me, who I think he could have a shot because five goals you, last midweek. Yeah, or last yeah, you weekend. don't. You, 
you don't really trust Smith Rowe because of the injuries, and Vieira has seesawed into a completely, you know, it, to me, it looks like he's had enough of Vieira already. Especially after bit... that red card, it was his face said it all to me as if to be like. And then the next really... week he was playing for the under 21s, started that, played the whole game. That's punishment. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he missed a penalty in that. And they said <laughs> he was, they, they said, apparently he had a dreadful game and he missed a penalty. But I think so, we should get decent money because he's a decent Portuguese player, a bit of flair. All Portuguese teams would like him. So I think he'll probably be loaned and then maybe sold in the summer. But So I thought to myself, well, there's potential there for that eight, you know, the eight role hmm. for Nan Wary. And um, yeah, he just he didn't want to play either of them. But even you got a point there that is that, that bugs me as um, as someone who's grown up with the the George Graham generation and then the Arsene Wenger generation. Lee Cup, dead rubber, the, the 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 fabled Olympiacos game where everybody and their granny got a game in the the, the sixth group game against Olympiacos. Everybody, you go and have a look at all these players played the game for Arsenal. What, oh, we played against Olympiacos and the League Cup games. And Avenga used to use all of those. So did George Graham use the League Cup games for for young players to come through. Arteta's having absolutely none of it. He hasn't done it this season. He he didn't really do it last season. The Champions League games, the Europa League games. This is how the likes of ESR. Smith Rowe, that's the same bloody person. <laughs> Saka, Nelson, I knew Smith what you Rowe, meant. <laughs> yeah, and, and well, that's how they made their names. And Martinelli, but in the Europa League run, and he doesn't want to do any of that lot. And it annoys me because you've got all these young players. And when better time to do it? Because yeah. away at PSV would be perfect. I mean, look at the players that he did bring. Up. He had um, who else was on the bench? He had uh, Manwari would have been Souza and Walters. Yeah. Was there any real need to bring on Smith Rowe and Jesus in the 89th minute? No, I mean Smith Smith Rowe for me, I would have brought on because obviously I want to see him come back. Um, but I, yeah. when he brought Declan Rice on as a centre back, that to me, I was just like, well, you got Ben White there. Ben yeah. White for me, Danny, I would have started because since he's come back from his injury, he's looked well off the pace. I thought yeah. uh, against Aston Villa at the weekend, I thought he was shocking. I thought he had a terrible game. Was he sweating a, at one point? Well, profusely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a Ben White fan, but I was. Oh yes, so uh, am I. I. I thought he was dreadful, so I was like, "You need to play because you need to get up to speed." Um, but he could have easily have put Ben White at centre back and put Walters on at the right back. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't want to pick massive holes into Arteta, but I do. You know, there is a big part of me there that, you know, I really wanted to see these younger players. Because they're not going to get another chance, like you were saying. No, exactly. I mean, even Smith Rowe, we got a picture of him on the screen here. He probably ain't going to get any more chances for some unknown reason. Yeah. It's just, just, just so irritating. And if you are those young players, you're going to be thinking, well, when am I going to get my chance? They're getting to the age now where they're too old to be playing for the um, the under-21s. Um, what are the ages of them here? Any of them been put into the first team group? No, they haven't on here. I'll go and have a look at the the squad stats ones. Age. Well, um, now where he's only sixteen, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how Walters is. Oh, come on, transfer market. Sort your servers out. Everything it takes forever when you it's just refreshing, refreshing. Oh fuck you, leave you there. So it's just um, it, it would have been a perfect. Walter, Walters is eighteen, and then I think I think Souza is. 17 or 18 as well. Uh, so maybe they're getting a little bit too old. I was looking at this the other day. Maybe they're getting a little bit too old for... This might be their last season for yes. the under-18s. And well, most of them... Monroe's playing for the under-21s anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean... This is... When he's uh, got a talent like Manwari that so many... I mean, Man City are apparently sniffing around, not that we know anything. And you've given him one game 
in, uh, last season and then no no others and then none this season you need to keep give these players not there's no point having them on the bench all the time that's part of the 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 um bringing them into the fold the process is having them on the bench then once they've been on the bench for a while then you give them a couple of minutes towards the end of the game we could be six nil up against Sheffield United and he still wouldn't bring anybody on was it Sheffield who no it was Lons wasn't it six nil still didn't bring any of them on and when you're six nil up or in the Premier League when you you're playing Sheffield United and you're, you're four or five nil up doesn't bring them on and I think this is going to make the younger players think well hold on this this should be the chance my chance to go and get a game but it doesn't happen and it makes me sad. I mean, Walters, um, I, he still hasn't renewed. So I thought that he would definitely play some part in it because we'd do the same as what we did with Namwari in that, you know, you're saying about City and all them sniffing around Namwari. Well, he's at least, we've at least tied him down. So, mm. we, you know, we can get some kind of money for him. But the likes of your Walters and everything else, some of these lads, they're, they're, they've not signed, you know, they've not signed proper deals yet. And like, that, I mean, Hutchinson probably regrets leaving Arsenal. Uh, going to Chelsea, well, maybe not from he's the bank balance point of view. He? He's at Ipswich Town, yeah, doing really, really well. Um, yeah, looking good for promotion. Yeah, yeah, but uh, some of the others might, you know, they like you said, they might see their chances somewhere else. And I just, I regret that from the point of view of the, if you're tying them down, at least get money for them, not, not let them go for freeze and then they'd be great players elsewhere. All competitions this season, when Wari has been on the bench twice, Unused. Uh, Miles Lewis Skelly once. Uh, Koza Dubria twice. Raw Walters has been on the bench five times, unused. Uh, Charles Sago Jr. three times. He had one game, which was probably in the League Cup. Um, Bradley Ibrahim, 19. He's had one on the bench. James Sweet, the closest player to my surname that you're ever going to get. Uh, he's 20, and he's been on the bench once. So even been on the bench, they're not even getting that much. It's... Yeah, I know Sago Junior wasn't it played against Brentford in the in the League yeah. Cup in the first year. So he had a, he had a, at least winger. He, yeah he had a bit of a time out there. But yeah. <sighs> anyway, it's just uh, it's just I like to have a little moan. It does worry me that it does does concern me the fact that we we've, we've finished top of our Champions League group. We've got one of the best group of players in the Premier League, maybe even in, in top flight football. We've got an amazing young manager who's full of ideas and stuff. And then I'm still being grumpy because we we drew with PSV. We lost to Villa. We almost lost to Luton. We almost let it go against Wolves when they made a comeback. We barely beat Brentford. Burnley gave us a really tough game, and then Sevilla was well. That was okay. Newcastle beat us, and it seems that it's the no matter what we do, Arteta. Remember the days when Wenger would say, "Oh no, don't go. We we got a chance. We beat Middlesbrough seven 0 We beat Everton seven 0 Then after a while, that stopped. You get to two or three, four goals, and, and turns and says to him, "I come on." No need to embarrass teams. And then Arteta seems to be going two 0 That's more than enough. What could possibly go wrong? And it, it often, then you end up being squeaky bum time for the rest of the game. And we shouldn't need to do that. When you've got the unbelievable wastefulness of Erdegaard the other night was absolutely shocking. And then you've got the uh, the um, uh, Jesus, who's got two goals this season, I think it is, wasn't it? I did have all the the, um, the number of games played here. Oh, I scrolled all the way out for the wrong reason, didn't I? Uh, Premier League goals this season. Appearances. Now, why have they moved that around? Oh, it does annoy me. Goals, 
for the Premier League. Uh, Jesus has got two all season. You would expect more than that from him. And Erdegaard's got four, Saka's got five, Trossard's got three. Trossard, another incredibly wasteful player that drives me nuts. Some, it seems Jesus, Erdegaard and Trossard of the last month haven't been able to keep the ball from going over the bar because so many chances we've got and they're just skying it. Up and, and it's really annoying. How hard is it to get a ball on target? Test the goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Trossard one last night. I I feel bad for him that he's had to remove all these comments from his social media because he was getting pummeled by people on it. Um, yeah, yeah. What, that, not Gooners? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. for fuck's sake. I know, I know. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a how That was a bad miss last night, but I'm not going to go on his... Um, I'm not going to go on his Instagram no. or his Twitter and call him names, you know. I've got, no. I've got a bit more about me than that, but... Um, just yeah it was ridiculous it was a terrible terrible miss last night and that's the thing danny is that i'm like like you said he's got all these ideas he's got all these people around him and all these you know set piece coaches a throwing coach or this coach or that coach. just surely you've got people in there that could do finishing drills surely because <laughs> that's probably free that's that's all you know i would be more worried and concerned danny if we weren't getting in the positions and getting the chances to do it but yeah, we, 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 we're creating the chance. I mean, um, Kai Havertz, for me, I, I said it at the weekend on another podcast. He, at the moment, he's hotter than two rats shagging in a wool sock. He's, he's brilliant at the moment. <laughs> and he, he could have, well, he should have had two assists against Villa for Odegaard. Odegaard robbed him of two assists because he should have buried both of them. Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. Sometimes it's either they take one touch too many or they're rushing. Like they, they just want to smash their foot through it. And, and up normally with Odegaard, I'm like, he's a snooker player. He, he puts it in so beautifully and so yeah. poised and everything. He took that you know. extra touch, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't to understand. Put his, to put it on his other foot, I think. Yeah. I don't understand. Like you said, the last month or whatever, they just seem to thrash at everything. Good point here from Canterbury Gooner again. It says, uh, look at Man City tonight. Um, Where are they? I can't find that. Oh, here we go. They they went to... Red Star F- Belgrade. FK Unpronounceable. And they had Mika Hamilton. He's only 20 years old, scored on his debut, shirt number 92. And then Oscar Bob, that's a made-up name, 20 <laughs> years old, Norwegian. Um, was that his first? No, it wasn't his first game, actually. It was his... Uh, yeah, he's played a couple of times now. Five. He's had five sub-appearances in the Premier League this season. I know absolutely nothing about him other than it says he's, he's a midfielder and he's Oscar Bob. And another one who came through, but just looking at their starting eleven: Ortega in goal, Akanji, Gomez, I don't know who that is. Phillips got a game, congratulations. He scored as Co- well. Yeah, penalty. Kovacic, <laughs> Grealish, Nunes, Hamilton and Bob. I mean, at a Champions League game, starting Bob up front on his own with Hamilton playing wide right, it seems, according to this. And then he brought on a player called Susho, who's um, 18 years old. And what other players did he... Go away. I don't want that button there. Ake came on and they had... uh, had a few other players on the bench, a few younger players. Rodri didn't get a chance to come on and kick anyone. But that's three young players there got to play a game and two of them scored goals. Now that, for their development as a young player, then you can't even put a price on that, can you? Meanwhile, our ones are sitting on the bench and like somebody said earlier on in the chat, who was it? Um, 
Who was it? Someone said they're they're not going to sign their new contracts. Uh, Boy 10 said Walters and Sosa are going to reject their contract extensions and then we'll have to give Cedric an extension. Because the young people this now aren't going to wait. It's not like the olden days where you didn't get to play first team football until you were 19, 20, 21. Now people are letting players at the age of 17, 18 play regularly for top flight football. And if they don't get the chance, then they're just going to go, well, I'll go somewhere else because some other club, Southampton, a Leeds, someone like that, will go, oh, we'll give you 50 grand a week and you yeah. can come and be our starting well, 11. You, you, you say that. It's, it's not just that as well. You know, you, you've seen, OK, he's, he's having a terrible time at the moment. But for me, Sancho, biggest example of it, he, he was like, I don't even have to do it in England. I'll go abroad and they'll play him. You know, Balogun's another one. Um, yeah. he, he went to France and he's got the permanent move. I mean, Bellingham. Yeah, Bellingham. Yeah, he's arguably the greatest player in the world at the moment. And he's, he's, <laughs> he's done what, that he's in only, six months, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's only he, yeah, he's only like, what, 19, 20? <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Uh, amazing. So, um, no, they don't just have to go to the English clubs. They, they Some of them will fancy it abroad and they'll get, they'll get played because other managers see what they're doing and know what they're capable of doing. I, I just think he's got such. Someone put it in there. I don't. I, they they said that they didn't think that he wanted to lose two games in a row, which I can understand. But at the same point, uh, uh, did, uh, does he not trust these kids more than players like 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 Cedric? Okay, I'm not, I don't want to really call him out because he didn't have a terrible game yesterday. But is Cedric someone that you're going to keep around for? The, you know, after this season, is he really going to be there? Are, you know, is he going to be? Is he someone for the foreseeable that you're going to play and build the team around? compared to a Walters. No. It, it just, it, it baffles me. It does baffle me. Boy, tens on one tonight. How come City can bring in Rico Lewis in a treble winning season? Liverpool, Liverpool can fish out some kid named after a niche holiday. Uh, it's niche, Americans. It's niche. It's not niche. You fucking idiots. Um, but Arteta can't play a youngster, a, a youngest, play the youngest Prem player of all time. I know you. Is, is he prick teasing the players? That's the only analogy I can think of. He's prick teasing all the players. And it's, uh, oh, a boy tends in a mood. You put me in a damn mood. But you have to try and balance this out with the fact that, that there is so much more that we could be getting from that team. We wouldn't have to keep relying on the same players week in, week out. And when those same ones get injured over and over, we go, well, that young player, he's, he's had five or six games this season off the bench. He can come in and do it. No, none of them are getting any games. Like we were saying earlier, that um, that Sago Jr. was the only one out of all the youth players that has had any minutes in the first team this season. And it annoys me. And, and I'm yeah. not going to put up with it anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I totally understand it. I, I myself was aggrieved that at least two of them didn't come on last night because, like I said, I don't yeah. think you're going to have another opportunity to do that this season. But look at the group. Can't yeah. argue with that, can we? No. no. Goal difference of plus 12. Every other team in our group had a minus goal difference. If apparently there was some large bonus, um, she War had a thing up saying that we got a, a 14... Is it a four million pound bonus if we'd have won five games in out of six in the in the the Champions League? Was that was that a thing or did I make it up? I saw that they said something about it, yeah. But then I was like, okay, what what does four million buy you in January that you're not you know that we were look, that we're looking at? What does what does that extra four million really push us to do? Yeah, I suppose um, probably costs four million to put all the lights on on a match day. It's not going to be cheap, is it? I mean, 
a lot I of fridges my, there now. I told my electricity company to go fuck themselves. Yeah, I think I think uh, a lot of people did, Danny. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I owe them over four grand, and I'm still not fucking paying them. Right, here we go. This is the thing. I'm going to share the screen. Present. This is from She War, my mate Gav, lovely human being. Uh, well. Um, some people think he is qualifying for the group stage we've got 15 million I don't know why he's put it in euros considering how much he hates the foreigners Uh, (laughs) sorry Gav and he will be listening Uh, we've got 15 million for qualifying for the next stage Uh, coefficient we can forget about that payouts forget forget round of 16 we get 9.6 million bonus for four wins it's a little bit like the lottery this week with Valentine that's not was it Uh, Montague the, the machine we get uh, £11.2 million bonus for winning. So we're going to get £76 million for getting through to the next stage. Am I misreading that, James? Because I, I do tend to talk no, nonsense. No, so I think because we, we got four wins in the group, you get £11.2 million, Euros, but it's £2.8 million spread over four payments. And then because oh. we got in the round of 16, we yeah. get not, we've got £9.6 million. And then God knows what else from the broadcasting rights that we've got as well. So we're probably we're, we're probably raking it in, but you know we're, we're Arsenal. We're always gonna, you know, okay, maybe we're, the years that we didn't have the Champions League, we didn't rake it in as much. But Arsenal were hardly poor. You got to remember, you know, we got a match on Sunday. You can bet a bollock to a barn dance that the website's going to have a new set of clothes out, Danny. <laughs> so far, we've got two rats shagging in the shock and a bollock to a barn dance. <laughs> have you been? Have you got these written down somewhere? No. In my fifty-three years, I've never heard any of them, and they are making me smile. Uh, you're welcome. I've just got a very, very good memory at remembering old jokes and phrases. Good. Let's have a little see at chat. I look and see what they're saying in, in the uh, Boy 10 says, I reckon Walters could actually provide us something in the current season. Yeah, so do I. Same with Manwari. I mean, you don't score five. I mean, if you're 17 and you're playing against under-21s and scoring five goals in a game for the under-18s, you are too good. And he, have you seen the goals? There was a YouTube video, very low quality, him scoring the goals. I, I haven't but I will check it was it like out. he was yeah. doing a pre-season friendly against a local school side Arteta won't even let them sniff the grass uh, Colin Addy says new dog uh, I agree who's got a new dog I don't know I, don't like dogs. Uh, I think I think, he, I think he saw your cat behind you thought it might have been a dog I don't know oh no my, or, my brother or he decided. might have been indicating that I look like Dougal I don't know Oh, my brother decided to croak it and then uh, so I got two of his cats and one of them Sean's mum decided to take so little Timmy is now living with Sean's mum across the road which is lovely Boyten says you know, uh, Champions League groups 3 million for a win 1 for a, one million for a draw 500k for a loss don't quote me on those numbers but it's something like that yes Paul Nell not Neil is there afternoon governor looking smart as always looking like he's going to a wedding there uh, Canterbury Goona love the products from She Wall. Yeah, Gav has been fucked over by the fuckers who run the club. They have changed the rules and the the stuff around the the logos that he uses, and they've claimed them all for himself. And they know that unless he's going to have a million pound to take them to court, they're always going to win. So yeah, he can't advertise it anymore. But go to SheWall.com or or DM Gav if you want some of his uh, some of his gear because uh, Gav's going to be back on. He's got himself a laptop, and I said you can't come on on your phone anymore because the last time people it was an absolute mess. So I'm going to talk him through it and going to get him back on, and because uh, I could talk to Gav, I do talk to Gav quite. I haven't spoken to him for a while. There was something else I wanted to go through that had popped up, but I can't remember what it was. So let's just move on to the next thing I want to talk about. Uh, 
thoughts on Kai Havertz? Where do you sit on this prickly thing? His best position, his current form, and is it 60 million down the drain? <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, no, I think he's been brilliant. Um, he's really turned a corner for me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I think that he's coming a bit more used to what he needs to do and I at times I quite prefer him Danny when he goes down the middle he, he sometimes is a bit further than uh, Jesus is or Nketiah is and he's basically playing as if like a he's like a box smasher is the phrase that I use in that he's just stand there be big and gangly <laughs> get involved and then bring it down and lay people on I mean, is he as is he as brilliant at Giroud at doing that? No, but he's capable of doing it. He's he's done it in a few games for us, um, and uh, yeah, I, I've there isn't someone when he scored and everything else the last couple of weeks. I haven't been happier for a player for a very very long time mm. because even though I was partaking in some of the slander of the boy, um, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic uh, his turnaround. So yeah, I hope he continues because. You know, if he does well for if he does well for us, then the club does well at the same time. So yeah, I've got no problem with that whatsoever. Our very own Nick Wilson there, looking cool. Uh, after Saliba in after Saliba in, Tommy got injured last year in the Europa. I thought Arteta would have leaned and put out the under fourteen. You said that in the group, Nick, and no one took any notice of you. You nonsense! I'm taking your picture down and putting up Burkamp for that nonsense. <laughs> He's going to be joining us next Wednesday. He's the only person I've got on so far because uh, he's been a busy boy. Uh, boy 10 says, I told you, man, about Havertz. I told you the whole internet about Havertz. Just go and have a look at the uh, go and have a look at the YouTubings, Kai Havertz, Bayer Leverkusen. You see him down that right-hand side. He was absolutely... It was unstoppable in a couple of his seasons. And then he went to Chelsea and Chelsea fucking broke him, which was, which was an absolute shame. I, I like him. I... I remember saying that it doesn't look like it's worked but I trust the process I trust Arteta and he is a hell of a player and I remember when he signed for Chelsea I thought he is going to be magnificent and so I'm just going to go with it although I didn't think it was working I still don't think we found his best position though like you were saying but yeah it is good because we all know that Jesus likes to play sweeper keeper he gets that far down the pitch and if he's doing that then like you were saying Havertz will just go forward take up those positions get there for a few corners but just for him to score was it three games in a row he scored was it two yeah, three three well <laughs> you could say four but it got disallowed didn't it so yeah <laughs> but uh, scumbags yeah I mean the, the, the one that sticks out for me the most uh, was obviously against Luton the run that he made to get Jesus his header, the way he dragged those two centre-backs out because they were so distracted by him. If he can do more of that, we'll score You know, we'll score way more goals than we have been, Danny, which is what we need to do. We just need to actually score some bloody goals. I mean, last night, the finish from Anketi was very, very good. But that Villa game, I can't... Yeah, I still can't get over how poor the finishing was. Yeah, and we scored one VPSV, none v loot, and so in the last 180 minutes, we've we've scored one goal, and that was very very well taken goal. I am very quick to have a moan, at Eddie. Um, Eddie's what do you think of Eddie's future at the club? Because I like him. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've championed him right since he he joined the club, and he was banging in goals at all levels. But it seems now that he's playing against adults, he he does struggle. But that goal last night, that was wonderful, wasn't it? Brilliant build up, brilliant take. Right, yeah. any nutmeg the bloke. 
Yeah, I, I, he plays really well when he's with the other Howl End boys, isn't he? Yeah. Um, when he's with Nelson or he's with Saka and everything, they seem to link with him so much better than when he's not with you know when he's when he's not with them. But uh, yeah, no, he, he's incredibly. He's one of them players. He incredibly frustrates me because I know that he's got the talent there to score these goals, but I just I don't think he, you know, Jesus for me isn't clinical enough. And he certainly isn't either. So if we get one in, which I think we're going to do next, I think the level of money that we spent this summer on Declan Rice, Danny, we're going to spend next summer on a centre forward. Oh, and who, who though? What are you going to go for? I, I think we might get Ferguson from Brighton. I think we're going to go, I think we're going to go in there. Not a little bit too soon for him. I, I, I think he's good enough, Danny. I rate him. I rate him that highly. I think that he, he could be the guy. And if you if if we don't, someone else will. And I don't want to miss out. I mean, um, I don't see Ossiman. I don't see Ivan Tony. I'd like, but I don't see. I think the age profile isn't what you know. We like the younger type players, don't we? For for the, for the for the big positions now. Yeah, um, I, I like Ossiman, but I think he could. He's he's one of them players where he would think he's the most important player at the club. Because he is such a superstar, yeah. uh, Lazio Napoli. Both play in blue, both Italian. Don't don't pick me up on that. I've got no idea which one's which. Uh, and he scored last night. And because they're having a shit season, I think he's got six goals in twelve games in Serie A. I was looking at last night. Uh, I'd like him, but he should have been the player we bought from. Uh, not yeah, Lille. Was it Lille? Lille. Yeah, because yeah. we bought him a year. They bought him a year after we bought Pepe, who's now playing for Trabzonspor. Kevin Campbell's old side, and he's scoring goals and getting assists. That's not a bad little bargain for them there. So I do like. Um, we all know that our Josh is he's a Brighton fan and part-time Arsenal fan. He uh, he's a season ticket holder at Brighton, and he was raving about him. But I think it would be it might be a little bit too early. That's a lot of pressure to be. Was he 20, 21, 19? Some I th- number. I think he's yeah. I think he's only nineteen. But wow. I, I I do when I watch him, Danny. I do think to myself like, I I, I could see him at Arsenal, and I could see him doing bloody well as well. Well, we know they want to sell, and they because he's got a bit. He's got a bit of everything, you know. In the air, he's quick. He's he's got the strength. Well, a touch of the Frank Stapleton is about him. It's been a long time since we've had an Irish <laughs> number nine, Stapleton and and uh, Quinn. Yeah, and that's it. So that would be nice if we can get. We need somebody because Jesus is not the answer. But Jesus would still be great at the club because he can play either wings and he could play. Imagine exactly. him in the left eight or something yeah, like exactly. that, or with right eight when Erdegaard can't play. But there is something. There is something in the words of Sherlock Holmes. There is something afoot at the club at the moment. Players are missing far too many chances. The games are nerve wracking when there's no need to be nerve wracking, and that's making me. I don't get anxious, but it's making me anxious. It's giving me butterflies, and I don't like it. We have got the players, the squad, the manager, the, the, everything at the club to go out there and smash most teams five or six nil. They just need to be more clinical. And if those players up front, Eddie. Jesus aren't being clinical and now that's dropped back to Erdegaard he's not being clinical like he was this is going to be a problem because uh, we saw against Luton who are an absolute dog shit side and we were lucky to beat them we fluked that win they should feel hard done by and I hate Luton but it's um, it's worrying when you see all this talent and, and misfiring very annoying 
Oh, Nick, uh, was second time lucky with a sensible comment. I'm typing on a phone. I have a much better picture on Twitter now. Kind of like, you do look like Burkamp. You've got the same lovely blue eyes. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, yeah, we saw, take it you saw what happened in Turkey. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Arteta, Arteta was just standing on the sideline, didn't run up and down the sideline. He got booked for it. Then we saw Deserby running on the pitch and celebrating. And then we saw Pep going on the pitch at half time and, and trying to put the, the referee in the Boston back crab and make him squeal. <laughs> and none of these are getting done, are they? So what's going on? Defeat. Would the game against Villa, just touch on that a little bit, would it have been any different if Arteta would have been on the touchline? Because I think it would have been. I think maybe in terms of the intent from certain players might have been more because, you know, you can hear him all the time when you watch, can't you? you, yeah. you can hear, it's a con- Every other word is Gabby, 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 because he's always... <laughs> Martinelli's, the one, Martinelli's the one he normally screams out more than anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, again... I, I didn't see anything, Danny, in the Villa game wrong with the game plan. I thought we execute. We played yep. pretty much how I thought that we were, we were going to play. Exactly. It was just the finishing was rubbish, like we've discussed. So I don't think him not being there makes as much as a difference now as a, as opposed to what it used to be. And I think we need to get used to it, Danny, because I think his hearing was either today and they've not announced what's happened yet or it's either tomorrow when they're going to win it because I think he's going to get banned, sadly, for a long time. I think he could face nearly five games because these lot have just got it in for him and they hate us and they hate him because he, he, he had the brass to call them out on their shit. And more managers need to... If, if Klopp joins in and a couple of others join in, then they, they can't ban everybody. You'd have games with no yeah. manager. I mean, what the hell is the game coming to where you can say to the manager, you're not allowed to manage your team? Go on, fuck off. It's bullshit. Well, again, you can't do again, that. Again, it's like you said, um, I obviously, maybe the, the statement from the club and everything else to some was a bit too far. I didn't see a problem with it. But his comments that he made after the Newcastle game, I didn't think they were that, you know, I don't think they were that nasty or sinister compared to <laughs> Deserby. Oh, I hate, you know, actually use the word hate. I hate 80% of the referees in this country. And then you had Gary O'Neill, who, again, I respect, got nothing wrong with him. But he said, uh, if you ref us, be careful, because next week you're in the championship. Yet he's not faced any punishment for that, which I think was a lot worse. You know, if you want to talk about diminishing the referees, and not respecting them, I think though saying that you hate them <laughs> and then saying that when you ref me, you're going to get demoted because you're rubbish. In other words, because you're rubbish. Um, I think that's a lot worse than Arteta calling them out for what was a completely bullshit goal scored by Newcastle. And, and then you've uh, got the guy forearming another person in the face, a bit like a Villa at the weekend as well. Sorry, we haven't even touched on Carlos absolutely backhanding <laughs> Eddie and Ketty in the in the face. I'm sad, in, I'm sad enough as it is. Yeah. And then you look at someone like um uh and you say Roy Wegley there, that's not the player we're on <laughs> about. Um Roy Hodson. I, I tweeted this and I've pinned this to my Twitter. Why should we listen to Roy Hodson? He's been Hello, Cat. He's been uh, in the game for 60 years as a player, coach and manager. He has had 25 management jobs in seven different countries. He's managed six different Premier League clubs. He's managed four national sides and been a manager for 1,259 games. And when he says there's no point carrying on because... uh, 
football's broken. He says, like my Crystal Palace team, they were beating Liverpool 2-1 and then 1-0 and then Jordan Ayew got sent off for a second yellow. Then Mohamed Salah scored and the 91st minute Harvey Elliott scored and then they had two more of their players booked. He said, so we've had three, four, five, six. So he said, I had eight yellow cards in that game. I've now got one player banned, Jordan Ayew. I've got two other players that are now going to be miss a game because they've reached the number of bam, yellow cards. Meanwhile, Liverpool only got two yellow cards. And he says that it's just ridiculous. How can I manage it? He said, uh, I can't remember some of the other quotes. It was so, what he said was eloquent and it was true. And he said, I don't want to have to say yeah. this, but uh, it's killing the game. Do you remember any of the things that he said? Yeah, I th- no, you, you've you've surmised it perfectly. And again, when, when you've got a character... You, you can critique Roy in terms of you know some of the some of the football that he's played, and obviously he gets a lot of slander for the England and also what he did with Liverpool and everything else like that. But it's like you said, with someone with that kind of pedigree in the game for where he's been, where he went, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, when he's telling you that he's had enough, you got to take notice. You have to take notice because mm. it, it it is. I mean, um, a lot of people go on to me and they're like oh I just want VAR gone James and I'm like no it, VAR in principle is correct but the people is that, that Wu-Tang are, yeah it is yeah I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big <laughs> I know I've got the hair but I'm a big 1990s hip hop fanatic mate I, I love I love my 90s uh, rap music thus <laughs> the LL Cool James as well um, mm. but yeah I just I, I despair I mean um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm only 32 daddy as I say and uh the enjoyment's getting sucked out of it for me. I'm like, you can't celebrate goals anymore because you don't know if they're going to be goals or not because someone's toenail clippings are too long or, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And again, it goes back to the whole, oh, we're the British and we do everything better than everybody else. We don't. We, we really, really don't. Every, some of the other leagues, okay, they've got their own problem, but the way they handle VAR and everything else is so much better and they allow the audio to be played through the stands and everything, you know, it, through the television, through the stands, and they let it be, let it be played and used. And I think they, these lot are too scared. And again, you had, oh, I can't even remember the idiot's name now. Mike Dean, that's it. Went on, was it Simon Jordan's show? And he said, oh, I didn't want to say something because he's my mate. And yes. I, we always believed, we always believed they didn't do this because they were, they're like, oh, he's going to ref my suspicions. Yeah, and for him to confirm it, it was just, yeah, I was just like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it because it's because it's just it's an old boys club. It's a to, it's a toy shop. Mm, it is for I've me when they, when they first started it, Danny. They should have gone right. All these VAR refs don't even know who the physical refs are. They don't know them, and that yeah. way there's no biases or anything else. Got a little something for you here. You ready? Go for it. See that. Hold on, I'll make them extra large icons. Oh, all the discography. Fantastic. I've got that, and uh, I've got a whole hard drive full of, of music, and I was listening to um, oh, Ludacris' album the other day. Some of it's brilliant. It's an old one from 2000 and something. But there you go, people. I'm just sharing my um, my music. I've got one of my folders. It's got uh, seven Wu-Tang albums in there. Oh, I haven't listened to them in a while, though. Oh, Mike, he's asking all the rap questions in here now. It's descended into... It's gone from oh, football go. into rap. He says, Big Biggie or Tupac? Neither. You? Uh, Notorious B.I.G. for me. Uh, Naz or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Uh, I, Jay-Z has the catchiest songs, but Nas is the better rapper for me. Ice Cube or Snoop Dogg? I think I'm going to go Snoop. 
again, Snoop has the more better songs, but Cube is the better rapper for me. Yeah. But out know. of all of them, they all pale in comparison to DMX, Mike. He's my favourite of them all. I said, just uh, you have to bear with them. So I've got um, all the third base albums or Tribe Called Quest, um, all from that. Um, Bubba Sparks, Black Sheep, whatever ones have I got there? Cypress Hill, D12, Delasol. Oh, Delasol, great, fantastic group. D- DJ Jazzy Jeff, Digital Underground, got all of theirs. I've got all the Electro albums, one to twenty-two. Easy E, um, Eric B and Rakim, personally one of my favourites. Um, there's one song that uh, everybody should go and listen. One of my favourite ones, the best intro for a song you're probably ever going to get. It's uh, uh, no, no, it's not that. No, uh, it's annoying when they just put. I've just got the the title of it, but I haven't got the thing. Maybe it's uh, give it to me. No, who's that? No, no, it's Timberland. No idea. There was one of the um, the intro ones and. Uh, it's got them, um, Eric B and Rackham, just playing a piano. Come on, put your hands together. That by Eric B and Rackham, that intro, oh, gives me the willies. <laughs> and uh, It's a classic song. It is absolutely wonderful. But there again, this isn't a old school hip-hop podcast, and uh, <laughs> it's not going to be. Uh, I'd much rather we're... something like that than North London Forever, Danny. That's, uh... <laughs> that is mawkish, but I get it. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, so what else have people been saying Mr Hertz who is spamming the chat says uh, media frustrates me because they specifically ask questions about high con- highly controversial calls just to get headlines with no context then other media bash them bash for what they said so uh, what do you think about the fact that the referee punched your player and sent your entire team off well I'm not happy Arteta slams the referee and the PGMOL disgrace yeah again it's, it's a bit like what I said earlier in that you know, here's uh, the young foreign manager to call them out. Yet when Gary O'Neill, the young English manager, does it, oh, well, Wolves are very hard done by. Wolves have been robbed. Yet, you know, Arsenal, who they don't like and never have liked, and because they've got the Spanish, you know, the sexy Spanish young manager, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah, no, let's lay digs into them. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, does, the- it does rifle me. I, I think there's a lot of that there, and some of that does stem as well from, I think, the old days of the it took a french person coming over here and completely exposing the game for what it was um i, I think a lot yes. of that 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 uh absolutely still rifled and rattled some of them yeah well we yeah. also hate us because of what george graham did he uh, exactly. went and stopped liverpool from being the greatest team in the world took the title off them beat them in a cup final when the first time Ian rush scored and and then did them again a few years later stopped them winning and that that broke who liverpool were because we stopped it and then after um, us winning the title in night one they didn't win it again until a clock managed to do was that 30 years they didn't win it yeah and so years. many um the scouse mafia in in the media and there's a load of spurs mafia i mean how the hell did postacosca kogologu get three <laughs> premier league of the manager of the month awards when even pep doing the quadruple last season didn't get three in a row even i think when klopp did um that season that magnificent he didn't get it and even when, I think Alex Ferguson got it once in his entire time, three in a row, but that prick gets three in a row. Yeah. Spurs Mafia, that's why. He should have to give them back after last month. I, I never saw a team praised so much that never won anything. It's un, unfucking believable. Yeah, I mean, thank God for Paul Merson when he actually called him out for it on that, that iconic. And he's a Chelsea fan. That iconic Soccer Saturday <laughs> clip lives on in infamy because he's it one does. of the only ones that's actually called out that whole crap for what it was. 
It is indeed. Right. Round the show off, what would you like to see in January? Players, movements. So for me, Danny, I saw obviously people talking about Thomas Party potentially being in the squad for the weekend and how much of a big boost that is. For me, Thomas Party now is merely a squad player, Danny. Um, Mm. I, I think Declan Rice is so settled now as a six, even though that he can play the eight. I think he's a better six than Thomas Party was now uh, for me. So he's more reliable. Exactly. So I would like to see the progression of a younger, more agile kind of defensive midfield replacement for Rice um, that to, to boost the squad. And then, like you said earlier, I think that we definitely need maybe a centre-back slash full-back that can do the right and the left-hand side if Timber's still going to be out and Tomiyasu's still going to... You know, Tomiyasu, they said four to six weeks. We know that four to six weeks in Arsenal <laughs> is eight to 12. So, yeah, we, we definitely we definitely need a full-back that can defend. <laughs> if we're not going to put... A, a, if we're not going to test out Sal, Souza or Walters as that, then we need to buy... I mean, there's still... I like Kivior, but again, he's another one that I think it's for certain games. And he, he's... For however quick he is, he's not as good 1v1 as a Tomiyasu or even the brief brief uh, sample size of Timber that we saw. He's nowhere near that level yet, um, even though he has played in Serie A and you've got to be a good defender to play in that league. But yeah, so I, w- I would like a midfielder and a fullback. And uh, if I'm being greedy, I think that we need a goal-scoring winger as well. I, I, I believe in terms of centre-forward, if you're not going to buy one in January you can get away with moving Martinelli just as the nine now. I think you need to get Martinelli closer to goal. I think that's the next evolution for this side, Danny, is moving Martinelli inside as a forward and then buying another winger that's got high output. You can see him. He's got. He's, he's one of the closest players to doing the kind of thing that, that Ronaldo does. Yeah. That cutting in from either side. Absolutely. The, the control he has at that age is is wonderful. But then I just see Martinelli in a Real Madrid shirt along holding hands with Saliba <laughs> and Belling and it just makes me weep, weep myself to sleep. It's yeah. it's a very sad time. Oh, uh, 100%. Boy, says, boy 10 says he wants a, a full-back and Diomede for centre-back. Uh, Mike wants a, um, a midfielder. Um yeah, I think you're right in what you're saying. But do you hear the comments when they were talking about Julian Timber's brother? And Arteta said, "Yeah, we got the better one. We don't. We don't. Want, so like, we don't want the other one." Oh God, <laughs> that was oh. a, bit, a little bit weird. I don't think he realised what he was saying at all. Uh, almost intimating that he was rubbish. We got the good one, not the bad one. Yeah, that was a bit, a little bit cringe. Mike says, "I'll say this: I hate the idea of Jesus on the wings in order to accommodate another striker. Just try it for a while. Just put, just put Jesus on the wing, and then put Martinelli out front, and you could save the club a hundred million pound." Yeah, well, we saw him at City play predominantly on the wing, and he didn't do too bad. They got a hundred point over a hundred points in one season, didn't they? So. And the comments from Martinelli after being in the Brazil camp, where he says, "I've never had so much freedom to play as a, as a forward." I thought, oh, you, you, you're going to might annoy the boss by saying something like that, but it's, it's true. It's is. He was. I do really believe his future is as a number nine, and it, like yeah. you said, it, you know, Ronaldo for the first what was it four or so years that he was at United was a left hand side player. Yeah, and then he moved down the middle, and he did. He had that great year for United where they won the Champions League and the league. He, you know, he scored that free kick against Portsmouth. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'm not. I'm not comparing Martinelli to Ronaldo. But I reckon he could have a good go at it. 
And it's the thing that makes me think that is the skills that he's got. Yeah. Uh, when he gets the ball with the little tricks, the little shimmy, the, the nutmegs, the bringing it up, the going round players. And still we're seeing on the right-hand side, no one can figure out Saka. Saka's almost figured out how to take on two players on a game-by-game a, a game basis now. He can only take on one before. And he says, I'm, I'm so impressed that he watches back the games and looks at situations and tries and tries to figure out how he could have got away with that or done that better. And yeah. he's doing it. And we Arteta needs to realise that if you want to keep... Saka at the club you're going to have to do something and winning games by one goal here and there and, and losing when the pressure is on and maybe if it involves him having to shut the hell up a little bit more often <laughs> so that he's not banned so we don't have to bring him in in a, in a bloody Tesco shopping trolley but yeah, yeah so, they, need, um, they, need, they need medals yeah I'm with you they, to stay they've got to have medals um, Avon says not that this is a popular view but I'm all I'm but I'm not all in on Martinelli two goals two assists from 16 games isn't great I prefer to see Trossard inside as things stand oh is that madness I don't think so I I, I, I rate Trossard I do like Trossard as he's a so wasteful yeah I, I think like you said earlier the last few months the last month sorry is uh, the indication of how poor that him Odegaard and everything but you just got to hope you know like like we said earlier when you've not got a clinical striker you've got to hope that you get your 10s 11s 12s or maybe 15s from all these players they know exactly what they've got to do it's just uh application now it is indeed right I think I think that's about it we've done just over an hour um Mike says I'm a Trossard left eight kind of guy type of guy we don't care what you are go away <laughs> So, uh, yeah, where can people find you if they want to come listen to your dulcet tones talking about football and hair products? Yeah, just as always, uh, like it's on there at LL Cool James 91. All the links are up there. You'll, you'll find me. I'm not hard to find. True. Uh, have you got any plans for the, um, for the for midweek? Any shows? Um, I, not at the moment, but uh, like I said, I'm always available. So if someone wants to, like you, Danny, throw me a cheeky DM and say, do you want to come on and do this? I I am happy for anyone that would, wants to chat football or Arsenal with me. Yeah. And I'm grateful to anyone that wants to listen as well. Jolly good. You, you can't ask for much more than that. With a cheeky smile and a, <laughs> a, a liver or a kidney, whichever one it is, that hasn't got stones in it is always going to make anybody a happy chap. Thank you. <laughs> right. Um, what day is it? It's Wednesday. I've got, you know, I've got no idea when we'll be back because Chris seems to abandon his job as, as a, as a host. Didn't even ask who's on this week. Didn't even put his hand up for today. Quite frankly, he's a scumbag. And, uh, no doubt Carl and Femi will come and save us next week. Uh, next Wednesday, I have got, uh, me and Nick, ABW's finest, Mr. Mr. Nicky Wilson, he's going to be on with me. And next Monday is going to be me and Craig, who invented the same old Arsenal and invented the Guna Talk and then sold them on for a very tiny profit. It's just going to be me and him having a chit-chat because he's one of my favourite people to talk to, much like James. So that's two shows for you next week, and they will be happening because I will be doing them. What date is the 18th? Now, the 18th is Mon- oh, Monday. The child's coming home on Monday, people. Expect me to be in a bad mood as she doesn't look, look at the tree. No lights at the top. That's the kind of... And all the, if I move my head to one side, there was decorations hanging from the uh, the doorway there, but they've fallen down. They've gone dumb bang. So uh, I don't know about that. But yes, so um, after Wednesday next week is going to be 
that's the 20th five days till christmas oh exciting let's hope that you've all been good and you've done as you're told and that santa brings you something nice because uh i know some of you have been naughty and you're getting nothing on those wise words we will leave you goodbye as soon as i scored that goal i was fucking livid get down dog splendid business he nearly caught the bloody thing what are you talking about (laughs) So I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at him. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt.